Hello everybody and welcome back to the Antpod. This is now episode 8 and today we are talking about being a female Antkeeper in the Antkeeping community. Is this normal? Is there lots of women or is it just a few? To help us answer this I've brought two people in that may help answer these questions and much more. Starting with Ant England. Ant England is a pretty newly started YouTuber but she has also been on Instagram for quite some time. Say hello Ant England. Hello. Hello to you. Now, Sadie, that's what we're going to call you here on, well, the podcast. Um, how long have you been keeping ants for now? Oh, I got my first colony about five or six years ago, which was just the Lassius Niagara colony. And I still have them. And they were the only colony I kept for years. But about three years ago, I started keeping other native species like Lassius flavus and different Mirica species. But it's only really been the last 18 months to two years that I've been a bit more adventurous like we're getting a few Campanotus colonies and some different mesa species and things like that i i wrote down in the script that that's quite some time but six years i i really i actually only thought it was like a yeah a few years if you have had that colony since the beginning that that glacius niger must be massive is that the colony where you refer the queen to the machine or is that a different colony no that's that's the machine yeah she's been going she's been going for a long time she's sometimes she will after hibernation she'll have a massive drop in numbers and we do lose a lot but she always picks back up wow i I actually didn't know that i thought it was a a lot of a younger colony but, but yeah we learn something every day now Together with Sadie, we also have Ninotuno, also known as Lin. Say hello. Hey. Hello to you. You also have a YouTube channel, although you don't use it too often. But the, the main reason I've asked you to join this podcast is because, uh, well, you seem to be kind of uh, everywhere in the different comment sections of, well, the different YouTubers. And you have you always have some clever words to say. How, how long have you been keeping hands for? Ooh, well, I started like with my first colony that was back in 2006 or 2008 somewhere. And it was actually a small terrarium. And I was just, I just wanted to keep isopods. And I put uh, a big ant in there because I was like, oh, fun. <laughs> well, that ended up being a colony because it was a queen after all. And she actually murdered everything inside the terrarium except for uh, the, the colony. And I restarted in 2016. Also with uh, two Lassius Niger species that I caught uh, on top of my car, actually. And then in 2018, I started to keep different species uh, in the mix. Okay, so so how long did you did you keep the first colony for? If you if you started in 20, 2006 and stopped and started again in 16. The first colony was like only two years old or something, and it was this this really tiny kind of bucket thing, like. Yeah, you you could see through the walls, like very simple. Yeah. And of course, they kept growing and growing and growing. And I had no clue how to keep ants because I was very young. So the ants would escape everywhere. So I just released them back into the wild back in the in the day. Uh, I must say, I, I love hearing ant stories that are... The, the first stories are always the most fun ones. The, the ones you don't really expect because, well, you're, you're getting into the hobby and you don't necessarily know what you're getting into. But as we have concluded, you are both female and you have both, well, you're both ankeepers. So let's get uh, right into the questions. Uh, Ants Netherlands have asked us, how long have you two been, well, in the ankeeping community? But I guess we have pretty much answered this as you have both been, 
well in here for quite some time actually a lot more a lot longer than i actually expected so um if you want to before we go on to the next question if you want to ask one of these questions you can just head over to the end but instagram uh, where i often make a story about well the the upcoming interviews so well going straight on with the next question we have the urban ankeeper who asks do you feel like there's any sexism in the ankeeping community and well let's just start with uh, you lynn well not that i'm aware of actually not that i've ever seen it actually no not that i <laughs> i don't know i've never uh, not, never encountered it myself well, well i mean to, to protect you i didn't know you were a female before i i got corrected <laughs> yeah that happens a lot like so. literally everyone everybody is just like every guy every bleh, <laughs> everybody <laughs> in everywhere on youtube or discord it's like everybody is a guy like literally until you say i'm a girl and they're like oh oh shit sorry <laughs> yeah i really i remember that my fiance she was just so mad like why would you assume she was a boy uh, i don't know it's just i just assumed that's um, all the time but i must say Anne's england you're well you're vocal so you it's easy to find out that you are a female have you have you experienced any sexism in the ankeeping community no, it did feel a bit like a bit of a boys' club when I first started, but I think it's just because they're all men. There's hardly any women at all in the community. But like I've spoke, I spoke to Lynn before we did this, and I thought I'll just introduce myself and say hello. And she treated me the same as the guys treated me. They're all lovely. They're all kind. So I've never had any issues personally. I must say that is that's fantastic to hear. But I guess that's also the perks of having a small community that we don't really have all of those people that shouldn't really be in the community. So, I mean, ho- hopefully it doesn't change over time, but but we never know. Um, but going on to the next question, as you have just said, there all it seems like there's a lot of, well, male innkeepers and boys. Uh, do, you th- do you think women are less likely to become innkeepers, starting with you, Sadie? Yeah, I think 100% I think it's less likely for a female to start ant-keeping. But I think that could be down to a lot of people start ant-keeping because they watch Ants Canada. And that's all on YouTube. And YouTube's predominantly male. It's like 80% of YouTube watchers are men. So I think women ain't seeing it as much. And then I also think you don't really associate women with creepy crawlies and cutting up roaches and doing all the gross stuff so i think that's also a part of it oh uh, yeah that that is very true do you have anything to add to this uh, lynn do you think women are less likely to become well angibus yeah if you think about it it, it is kind of true i think it's also because uh, some girls are a little bit squeamish and they they have something small like an ant and they're afraid they might squish it or lose it somewhere and indeed, the the roaches and cutting up roaches and crickets and everything, you have to have a certain mindset for that. And not everybody has that, uh, I guess. Very true. I, I recently started my roach farm and it is something totally different cutting, well, killing a roach than killing a mealworm. I personally hate it a lot more. I'm, I'm a lot more to those mealworms, but there's not as much uh, protein in them. Both of you have actually been in ankeeping before Anna's Canada really, well, went crazy. How did you two start ankeeping? Of course, we just heard, Lynn, that you got a queen by mistake. Uh, but how, how did you then refine the hobby years later? Ooh, tough question. 
I think there was this guy on YouTube that's called, or he used to be called Ens MBS, I think. And his real name is Filenso. And Filenso also had colonies and was uh, DIYing and everything. And I found it pretty interesting. And he actually has deleted everything off his YouTube now. So that's kind of sad because he, uh, he quit endkeeping. He actually, yeah, he quit. He, he didn't find it interesting anymore or something. Yeah, it happens sometimes. And I found it uh, pretty amazing that you can go from just a single one to a lot, like <laughs> I had in the past. And I wanted to retry that, actually. It's actually it must be. I think it's only the second or third time I've heard somebody get into a giving without the help of fans, kind of. <laughs> uh, but what about you, um, Sadie? How did you get into well, end giving? Like everyone, the boring answer, Ants Canada. Spiral in one night, don't know how it ever recommended ants to me. I'm not an insect person at all. They've always been pests and I'm probably one of the squeamish girls that doesn't like the bugs and everything else. So I was so shocked that I took an interest into it. But then like when you see the teamwork amongst ants and how interesting it can be, I was just hooked. Yeah, it's it's funny because my 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 fiance she also quite quickly noticed how cool they were as i i've been to watch a lot of ants canada's videos so she's always been well she's always said yes to the project because well she also finds them interesting so it's it's fun thinking about how how much this 80 percent i haven't heard this 80 percent are meant before but i can definitely see that it's real and that's probably a big reason why there well, there's a lack of females in the ant keeping community but sadie Going on to the next question, you have a husband and you have a daughter and a son. Quite a big family. What do all of they say to you keeping ants? Are they all in or how, how, what do they say to it? Well, my son's 16 and he thinks I'm mad. Like, especially <laughs> like when he sees me out with the wild colonies or if it's flying ant day. Like, he probably thinks I look like a nutter running around with test tubes collecting ants and probably highly embarrassed at how I get on with doing all this. But um, my husband's really good. He doesn't keep ants, but he's tempted all the time. Like he always says, oh, he's going to do a Star Wars set up or he's going to do a Lord of the Rings set up. And, but he's never got around to it. But it's my, my daughter keeps ants. How does that then work? Is, is your colony totally separated from her colony or are they in the same room? Or Because I've heard you say it before that, well, your daughter keeps ants. How, how does that all work? Yeah, she's got her ants in her room. And my ants, are, we've got the tiniest bedroom, so my ants are all in the living room and I've got some in the kitchen. So hers are contained, but she's so good. She knows, like, off the top of her head, you could ask her a question and she'll know the temperature, the humidity, everything it requires. Whereas I'll be, like, looking through papers, trying to work out, like, what one needs this or going back to references. But she just, she's got it down. How old is she then? And uh, how... Does she go out and cut the roaches herself or do you have to do the dirty work? No, she was doing it long before I was. She's 10 and she started getting into it when she was about seven. And she like she t- she takes her ants to school and shows them off. And like she's got her friends involved in ant keeping, which I think is amazing. Like, and they'll send each other pictures of their ants. And it all happened a lot during COVID when we was all in lockdown and all the school work was done at home. She was like showing people her ants and then when it was the flying ant day that all the kids were then showing Katie what she had caught 
what they had caught on their adventures that day. So it was really, it was really nice to see. Ah, that, 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 that's really cool. It, it's, it's amazing. It'll be really interesting to see over the next few years how the ant keeping community evolves, because it seems like after Ants Canada gone crazy a few years back, there's a lot of people that are like under 16. There's a lot of these 14, 13 year olds and these younger generations. So it'll be interesting to see if the ant keeping just will explodes over the next while. Um, but we have we have concluded that both of you have kept ants for quite some time. And well, how many colonies do you two keep today, starting with Lynn? I think I have a total of 36 colonies and 27 different species. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, well, well, wow, 27 different species. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I'm not going to name them all because I will butcher those names. Like, literally <laughs> butchered <laughs> all of them. Uh, do you, what, what is the worst name then out of all of those 27? Oh, uh, like Fidoli is easy, but then the, the Mega, 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 the Mega Sepala, I think. I just, yeah, I, I don't know Latin. <laughs> Oh no, it's all good. <laughs> but wow, twelve, twenty-seven. Uh, how big are them? Then are they like founding colonies, or how how big are they? Oh, wide range. Well, you probably know my maculatus. Well, my maculatus takes up half the room, and then you have the centellus, <laughs> and the centellus also takes up half the room. <laughs> and then I have this big glacius niger. But I'm actually pretty scared that the queen might have died of that colony, so I have to check that out after hibernation. Uh, a bigger Myrmica rubra. Then I actually have some some smaller founding colonies that are still test tube size or uh, yeah, tarheel heart, mini heart size because I like to keep my ants in those. It's pretty much that actually. Uh, I, I must say I didn't I didn't expect you to say twenty seven. <laughs> but uh, wh what about you, um, Sadie? How how many colonies do you keep today? If we also count the your daughter, how, how many colonies are in the house? Oh, well, even with my daughters, it's not going to be as impressive as Lynn's number. <laughs> I have 14 species, and then I think Katie only has two different to mine. So together we'd have 16 species, but between us we've probably got around 60 to 70 colonies. But a lot of them are in test tubes, because at the Wait, moment... what? A lot of them are in test tubes, but we're doing an experiment at the moment. So we're, we've got multiple Lassius Flavus and we've got like one queen, two, one with two queens, all the way up to eight, just to see like the rate of growth difference and see if some queens will just sit back and not do nothing or if we'll get a big, massive colony at the end. But, but you said 60, 60 founding colonies then? 60 in total, counting all of our originals. Wait, wait, 60 or 16 then? We have we have 16 species. Okay, okay. But in total, we've probably got 60 to 70 colonies. But a lot of them are obviously doubles, and all the doubles are natives. Once more, that's quite insane. I think I have I have 25 colonies or something in total. <laughs> so you both have more than me then. As go up and down because Katie will get a friend interested in ant keeping, and then she'll be like, Mom. Can I just give my friend this colony? And then she's going raiding through the drawer and she's looking for a tub for them and substrate for them and everything else. So we do give away a lot as well. Uh, yeah, okay. 
Well, I must say it's a it's an interesting experiment with delicious flavors, because as far as I can see around, well, the different people I follow, it seems like more than five queens and they start eating each other's eggs. Have you? Can you see anything of that already? Or so far, it's been so so good. We've had one queen die in the five queen colony, but they all seem to be laying. And I don't know if that will change later on and they'll pick a dominant one and that'll be the main layer or whether we'll have a group of them laying. But I can't see all, in the eight colony, I can't see them all laying forever. No, that's 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 really interesting. I still I still have my five queen that then became four queens. And now two of the queens have like only only two working legs, so they're just always on the side. But, but they're still inside the colony. That's It's, it's really weird. It will be really interesting to see how long they survive because some people online think they're still laying eggs while others think they're just kept if food should run low they can eat the queens so that'll definitely be interesting to see over time what they will do to those semi-dead yeah. queens. Yeah, it's really interesting. What about what about you, Lynn? Do you have any experimental colonies at home? Well, besides uh, mangled queens with missing legs and missing antennas? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I think I have a Lignipara that's been over a year old and still doesn't have any workers because she got uh, sent all over the place by different shops and everything. And she doesn't have a leg and she doesn't have an antenna. And she's still going. She's still trying to to raise her brood. So that's that's the only experiment, I guess, that I have. <laughs> but but she had, she have she have brood or what? Yeah, she had, she had, when she came to me, she had pupa, but. She didn't know what to do with it, so it died. So that's quite sad. And now she has larvae uh, again, so I have uh, pretty high hopes that this time she might uh, open them. And if not, that I hope I hope to be in time so I can open the pupa myself if needed. Yeah, I've 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 often heard about people having to open the pupa by themselves. Have any of you tried it? No, that seems way too fiddly for me. <laughs> exactly. What about you, Lynn? Only when I'm too late, usually. <laughs> because I think, oh no, it's turning it's turning really dark now, and then I'll try and, and it's usually already dead. Yeah, I, I had the same experiments. I, I wanted to, I can't quite remember remember the colony, but I just saw that the pupae was starting to go, go black, and I was like, okay, I'm going to try, but I, I failed. But but maybe the worker was dead inside, I, I'm not sure. Um, but you, you two, well, you have quite a lot of different species then, and we have nobody anchored nobody ant keepers and the urban ant keeper asking what is your favorite species now that is of course probably one of the hardest questions you can ask an ant keeper um, but starting with you sadie what is your favorite species that you keep and uh, what is your favorite species or or dream species that you would like to keep my favorite species that i keep is going to be the nikos they're just so impressive the rate that they grow there's just something going on all the time they're active you look at the nest one day and then the next day it looks like there's so many more workers and they're constantly doing stuff. They're so exciting to keep. If I, My dream species would be leaf cutters, 100%. Would you then go for the acros or the adder? I, I would be happy to have either, but I think I'd go for the owl. Okay, you, you, want, you want 11 million workers. Yep, they had them at the local zoo to me, then they don't have them no more. And I'd pay to go into the zoo and I would literally just sit by this ant thing all day. 
and I could be there for hours. Just, and we couldn't even see the fungus. They had that underneath the setup. So you couldn't see that. You could just see the ants and you could just see them cutting leaves and carrying them. And I could have been there all day. They they are just such an amazing species. Uh, but what about you, Lynn? Your favorite species you keep and your dream species? Well, I think my favorite personal species would be Campanotus maculatus. Gorgeous, big, giant, aggressive ants. The queen is beautiful. The workers are beautiful. Everything is beautiful. And they grow insane like my colony is only a year old and it's already probably over the 2000 or 3000 workers and then the my favorite species altogether or a dream species to keep would probably be dino miramax gigas because i love big ants and they are gigantic you're gonna have to explain a little bit about that one i actually don't know it i have i have a picture like a really really pointy ant but what 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 is that species uh well the used to be called uh, Campanotus gigas. And actually, that's, I don't know much info on them, actually, uh, besides that they're extremely hard to ship because they often get shipped and they actually die in the progress or the queen eats their eggs and then she dies and stuff like that. But she would be like totally the size of your finger. That's how big the queen is, probably even bigger. And then those workers are also like two or one digit of your finger so they're insanely giant and big and i'm actually not sure how to even keep those but <laughs> they are amazing uh, the uh, the idea of keeping them i can't hear <laughs> but but uh, yeah yeah i must say I, i would i would love to see like a mimesia or like a really big ant in real life i would just when i saw the other queen i was so mind blown that an ant could be that big Um, but yeah, maybe maybe one day we can see one. <laughs> um, but go- going on towards the next question, we have gecko ants asking, "What is the most beautiful species you keep?" Now, now, Lynn, you already answered this a little bit, but uh, can can you just say it for the record, what is your the most beautiful ant and the species you have? Uh, Campanotus maculatus, I think, in my opinion. Nice and simple. Is is there a second place? Oh, um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a hard one. I'm not sure. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Is there what? What is the ugliest ant you keep? There is there a, is there an ant that's just really ugly then? Because I like big ants. The Tetramorium uh, caspitum is like really tiny, or at least the nitics are really tiny, and that makes me a little bit uh, because they're so tiny and I can't really see them that well. So I guess that's uh, the thing. <laughs> I completely agree. I, I wasn't. They are smaller than Lacius niger and smaller than Lacius flavus almost. I, I was really impressed for how small the nanitics were. I did, did, did not expect that when I got them, or when I got when the nanitics arrived. And um, but what about you, Sadie? The most uh, ugly and the most beautiful species you keep? I don't think any of them are ugly. They're all cute. <laughs> ah, that's the right answer. <laughs> yeah, but um. If it's the ones I keep, it would be a toss-up between, oh, I'm dreading saying this, Cruentatus. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Um, they're Campanotus, Cruentatus or something like that. But they've got, like, the gold butts, the goldy orange bombs. I think they're super pretty. But um, I'd recently, very recently, they only come the other week, got um campanotus feds and i think they are stunning they're like so cute so pale almost like a transparent yellow 
and it makes their eyes look so big and dark. They just look, they're adorable. They are definitely the most beautiful species that I keep. I, I must say with that, with that description about the ants, it's, it's so cool that when you get into ant game, you notice all of these things, but I can just, when you're saying about the, the colors and the eyes, I can just see a person just looking like you like, what? <laughs> but that's, that's the beauty of ants. You don't really notice how beautiful they are until you start really looking at them. Exactly. Now, so uh, as some of you out there may know, uh, the podcast have been lagging just a little bit, and that's mainly just because I really don't really have that much time lately. Um, so the podcast will be a little bit shorter today, and I'm also starting a new segment in this podcast to just give it some extra free time. So it's, it's the same questions every single podcast, and it's something I've completely stolen from another podcast, um, and it's called the Quickfire Round. So the quick fire round is, like I said, just five questions. That is the same for every single guest. And today we have Sadie and Lynn to answer these five questions. So are you two ready for the quick fire round? Yes. Sure. Perfect, perfect. So starting with Sadie, um, where are you thinking keeping is going over the next few years? Like with a lot of people joining or futuristic smartness? The, uh, what, what, what are you... What are you looking the most forward to over the next few years? Well, I'm hoping it gets more and more popular so that it gets to the point where we can just go into a pet shop and just buy a nest, buy an outworld and get it everything at the pet shop. So you can still order online, but you can go and view stuff as well. I think there's not the demand for it yet, but hopefully soon. That that would definitely be cool. And I can already now imagine the scandals with uh, big companies making a badness like, like well we have had a bit with the deal with the gel farms uh, what about you lind what are you looking the most forward to with future of ankeeping well i just hope that it will stay as good as it is yeah <laughs> i just hope that it will stay as good as it is right now because i fear that if it grows too much that people will try to make money like they are actually already trying to make money of uh, people that don't know much about the about endkeeping and then try to sell things that are totally not not handy for endkeeping and stuff like that. So I hope it will stay as as yeah as cool and sweet as it is now. Like everybody helping each other and not fighting over each other, trying to be the better the better endkeeper. Yeah, I definitely agree. We have a we have a great community at the moment where pretty much. We we all are supporting each other, and it would it would be a shame if we start having money making people joining and money problems. And yeah, it, it's a good it's a good futuristic wish. And um, but going on towards the next question, what is uh, starting with Yulin? What is your favorite and food, and that is both a protein and a sugar solution? What do you use at least? I personally use uh, Biformica Sunburst as a sugar solution because uh, it has, yeah, what do you call these? Certain preservatives. So I don't have to be afraid that I accidentally poison or kill my ants because it actually has happened here in the past and I fear it ha happening ever since. Is that a pro product you want to warn about or? No, I just like made a sugar water solution uh, one day, one day, <laughs> one day, and uh, uh, it went bad really fast, probably because of the the warm weather. And if it goes bad and the ants drink it, they will actually die of it because it becomes poisonous to them. 
So you have all these ants acting really crazy and shaking their legs and uh, running around and lying upside down or on their sides. And just the whole Conley can be wiped out by a mistake like that. And uh, yeah, imagine it happening to your biggest colony or your favorite colony. And it's so scary to see because you can you can't do anything about it. You're completely helpless. Wow. That scares me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. That's... That's well. Well, I, I've fed my ants some. I wouldn't say old sugar water before, but I've probably left it in there a bit too long. Uh, but I must say, I've joined. I've joined you on just sugar using some uh, some sugar solution that I have bought. Um, but what do you use as a protein source then? Uh, I keep my own uh, roaches, and I breed my own roaches. And I usually, uh, depending on if I can even kill them, because I like my roaches as well, uh, feed my roaches and jelly uh, jelly pots. Nice. And uh, what about you, Sadie? Favorite protein source and favorite sugar solution? Um, kind of similar to Lynn, like for sugars, I prefer to buy the pre-made sugar solutions, but I use Antantic's colored sugar snaps or the Ant Lady's cotton candy. And it also gives them the color as well in their gaster, so I like that. And then you can store it in the fridge and it lasts like six months to a year, depending on which one you get. And I think that's super handy. And for protein, same as Lynn, like I'll breed my own roaches. But if it's in a test tube, I'll use mealworms instead just because you, you care a bit for the roaches because you're looking after them for so long. It's harder to cut them into so many pieces. It just doesn't feel nice. Now, I must say about that, since we're all three using roaches, I've just recently started. What do, I personally, how, how, do you, how do you kill them and how do you chop them up? Because my mine smells so bad, and I, I really hate. It, I must say, worst part of ant keeping in in my eyes is definitely cutting roaches. It, the, how do you two will go around cutting roaches, starting with uh, Lynn? Well, the fastest way to kill a roach would be to just chuck them in the freezer, and then uh, you won't have anything uh, moving around. But I personally uh, use my tweezers to kind of, uh, yeah, you put it. <laughs> hard to explain under the head and like uh on the place where all the balls come out and then you just press there and it should damage or flatten the complete nervous system so they stop uh, moving around and then i usually make three cuts the head and the legs and the abdomen and that uh, that's it do they then also use this really really disgusting smell or is that something you haven't noticed no mine don't smell but i don't feed them cat food like you do, so they don't have to smell. I feed them uh, a special uh, uh, cockroach chow, and that's just powder made from, uh, I think it's kind of a chicken feed. So it has uh, high uh, protein inside of there, and I feed them a lot of apples, so they sm generally smell sweet. Hey, how, how do you feed them this powder then? I just uh, have this corner of uh, powder, and sometimes I put a little bit of fish food over it, because they like the fish food uh, more than the powder, of course. Yeah, it's just in the corner of their uh, enclosure. Interesting. I must say, I, I thought that the smelly part was something... I, I, I got told on uh, when I was at, on my job that if you step on a roach because they have done it on a vacation, they squirm out this terrible smell. And maybe it's just psychological, but ever since I heard that once once I kill a roach, they just smell so terrible. So that... Weird, weird. I, I thought it was common. Uh, how about you, Sadie? Have you, have you, do you have smelly problems with your roaches? 
No, mine only eat, um, they definitely don't eat cat food, but they eat um, like fresh vegetables and they eat oats. And I, I'm, now I've heard Lynn talk about this roach powder, I think I'm going to look that up when we get off. Definitely um, agree, agree on that. Yeah, but mine don't smell. Okay, so uh, yeah, I'm going to go in and remove the cat food after this. Um, <laughs> that's apparently the tip for today. So um, yeah, don't don't hear that on the YouTube video where they say give some dog and cat food. Yeah, forgot about that. Okay, <laughs> so you uh, so both of you use Bors sugar solutions and you well you use roaches. In nice and interesting. Going on towards the next uh, question, what is your biggest regret or mistake since you started? Starting with uh, Sadie. The biggest mistake would have been buying too much unnecessary stuff early on. It was just a total waste. Never ever got around to using it, ended up giving it away. And yeah, just go slow. You know, when you get your first colony, you need a test tube. That That's it. But I had like 20 nests for this one colony that took a year before it even needed a nest. Oh, yeah, I have, I have like, I have... 10 nest or something I, I remember i was i wanted to buy these things for the different colonies and the different colonies still don't need it now six months later so yeah yeah it's really easy to get carried away <laughs> exactly they just look so cool and then you want to put your ants inside but then they don't grow up to the size they need uh, what, what about you lynn your biggest uh, mistake slash regret uh, that probably would be moving too fast like you have this colony and it's tiny in a test tube and then you right away buy a nest and you want to move them in the nest and you want to move them uh, in an out world and big out world and make everything fancy and move fast and grow strong and it doesn't work. <laughs> you want to be, you want to have the colony so big, so fast and yeah, it, it just doesn't work that way. You just have to take it slow and keep them in a test tube. The longer, the better. Uh, but yeah, that's probably... I did that quite a, a few times, actually. I just did it wrong. It's not something to take just for fun. These test tube things are really serious. All, all my colonies, when I've moved them out of the test tubes, they just haven't done as well as in the test tubes. So now I just, as, as, hard as, it, as hard as it is to just keep them in the test tube, in my, in my well, as far as I can see, the colonies just do so much better. Um, but going on towards the next quick fire round, this is not quick at all, but that's just how it is. Um, how long do you use on ant keeping ant? Well, just all around the ants on a weekly basis, starting with uh, you, Lynn. Uh, if I really want to do everything that I have to do, I will probably do like an hour a day. But I usually mix it up because I also have my uh, my other pets and I usually do it all at the same time. So it just jump around from colony to other pet to other pet to colony and stuff like that okay so it's so it's around if you would say an average of around an hour a day yeah i must say that is uh, that's quite a lot but then again you have quite a lot of colonies uh, what about what about you uh, sadie um i potter around with mine every day so like if some looks like they're looking around for food then i'm chucking in food so i, I don't have like one particular day where I sit down religiously and get them all done but if I do want to clean them all up like if I've got someone coming around and I know I'm going to show off all my ants then it probably takes me four hours to wow. clean them all out clean all the glass inside and out redo the barriers and make them look their best 
And that is that is quite some time. I'm not really sure. Uh, I since hibernation, I must say, I'm really enjoying hibernation. Although I miss the native colonies, it's so nice only having to feed like five colonies. It's so much quicker. I must say, I am. Um, yeah, that's. It makes it more enjoyable as well, don't it? If you've got if you've got a, it feels like a chore if you've got so many. Exactly. But then when you cut it down, it's just like the amount of time I'm getting to spend with the Nikos. Like they're they're just incredible. So when I had all the other colonies, then I didn't have that time to sit there and watch them eat for ages and muck around with them and not play with them, but like to watch them do their crazy bits. Yeah, you you just bond a little bit more now where you don't have as many colonies to bond with, at least in my in my experience. Yeah, and it makes way for all the Christmas decorations and the Christmas tree getting the natives out into the garage for a while. Uh, a little pub-in question then. How, how many colonies, uh, starting with you, Sadie, do you keep that are exotics? Um, I think I've got about five. that are About the same as you. I think it's about five that I've still got out. But my mess is barbarous. I don't hibernate, so they're out as well. So I've got six out at the minute. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna disappoint Ants Netherlands if he hears this, uh, because I'm 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 not hibernating my mess of barbers either. I I was I was planning on cooling my end room to these 19, 18 degrees, so they had like a cooler environment. But now I have to leave cutters, and now it's twenty six degrees in here. So, <laughs> yeah. That's how it is. Uh, what about you, Lynn? How, how many colonies do you have that are currently not hibernating? Uh, 25. <laughs> and uh, because... Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> and because the seasons are switched in, in Africa, and I'm pretty sure Australia, I'm not sure, but Australia as well, my Maculatus, Sintellus, and Consobrinus are growing like crazy at this moment and i actually have to buy new nests again because they're growing so fast if do, how, do you then hibernate them in the summer or do you just turn off the heating cable or, or do you do anything because i'm imagining they don't need that much cool cooling without being sure yeah usually in the summer it's also pretty pretty tricky because my uh, the rooms also heat up so it gets uh, 25 to uh, 30 degrees sometimes inside uh but usually they just have lesser brood so they accept uh less protein so that's simpler i guess but i don't really do anything like cooling them down or so yeah interesting now going on towards the last question in the quick fire round and the last question unless some other question pops in um it doesn't have to be ant related at all but what is your favorite youtuber starting with uh, sadie and if we should just make it a little bit harder a uh, favorite you don't have to say me, by the way. You don't have to say me. <laughs> uh, uh, but your favorite end YouTuber and just your favorite YouTuber. Well, um, I, this is so such a horrible question because I'm friends yeah, with I know. so many. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. I'm gonna. I'm, it's it's quite hard for me to say who I like the most. But if you have five videos to see from well the five different YouTubers, what who would you take in these top? Who would you start with? Oh, I love. Well, I like your videos. I like Anscapes. Obviously, my daughter, she's got a little YouTube channel. She's only done three videos, though. So she's the Ant Princess. And I like Ant's Hood. And Ant's Knowledge. He's such a clever... Like, he's only young. I think he's under 16. But he's so clever. 
and like I love seeing his videos. He doesn't. He's not as big a channel as some of the other some of the others, but I just love hearing his like he's got an Irish Italian accent, and I just think it sounds so nice. I could just watch him. I'm not even subscribed. I'm not subscribed to him as well. Um, you can so, do that. You can still do that. Yeah, I, I am a subscriber. So everyone go subscribe to him uh, on on the chores of uh, Antingland. Is it impossible to say a top YouTuber that you would start watching if you have a video from Ryan and uh, Hood and all and me and all of these? Is it is it too hard to say who you would you would start with? Openly, it's too hard for me to say because <laughs> I don't want to upset anyone. But Ant Holifar, I will pick you because you were lovely enough to invite me on your channel, and I love how happy you are in all your videos. The same with Ryan. You and Ryan together, I think, is the best combination. Yeah, I love I love chatting with Ryan. Which we we have like the same mentality. I feel like we have the same yeah happiness. Yeah, you you're looking at you two. You just always look happy. I can't imagine either of you sad. And then when you're together, it's like a proper bromance between the two of you. I love it. Uh, uh, loving hearing this. Uh, but do you? Uh, I mean, if do you still watch YouTube other than Android-related YouTube? Do you then have a favorite uh, non-and YouTuber? Oh, I watch weird stuff on the internet. I not weird. We are we are ankyvers. We are already in the weird department. I would just like to clarify. Yeah, look, I don't. I watch um, a lot of American politics, and I'll watch police videos and court cases and Karen videos and <laughs> anything. Okay, okay, a bit, bit all over the place. Um, yeah. Now, before we go over to you, Lynn, I would just like to say that I, I, I don't have anything against just saying it out loud, uh, because well, yeah, that's how it is. Uh, personally, I think. If I have a video from Ants Hood and Brian and all of these people, um, I always take Ants Hood in the top and then instead of Ants and then just whoever like comes to like Ryan or like who comes. Uh, because those two, I just, um, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Ants Hood, uh, since he got all of these crazy Ants, it's, he's just always on the top. I just start with his videos and go from there. Yeah, but he, He's got a really weird accent. Like you should remind him that he has got such a weird <laughs> accent. What? <laughs> what? You just said before you didn't want to offend anybody. <laughs> no, he says it about me all the time. So this is payback. Oh, okay. Answered. Oh, <laughs> terrible bloke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Not I love not him not. really. <laughs> okay. Did not see this one coming. Um, but what, what about you, Lynn? What you so? Can you pick a favorite and YouTuber and favorite non and YouTuber? Well, I'm probably going to offend you by saying, who is Ryan? <laughs> oh, Antscapes. <laughs> I don't know him, so Wait, I'll probably have to check Wait, what? him out. Yeah. How weird Wait, is that? Wait, what? I mean, no, I stream with know. him. You do know Antscapes. Don't you know Antscapes? No, I don't. <laughs> wow. So that's, uh, that's a first. Oh, wow. he does amazing natural setups. They they are beautiful. Wait, what? I thought you were joking. <laughs> no, no, really. No, I don't know him, so I have to look him up. Uh, I think I have, I have his YouTube uh, open here now, so I'll check it out later. Uh, but, uh, I, 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 he he was on one of my live streams. <laughs> I haven't watched that one yet. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm sorry, Ryan, if you're listening. I'm sorry. I hope he doesn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay okay so then then you can't pick ryan i guess but a favorite end youtuber then yeah 
I don't really have a favorite, actually. Who, who would you start with if you have a video from all of us? It depends on the content of the video, really. Oh. <laughs> that was oh. a good answer. I wish I said that. <laughs> yeah, but instead you went out and said uh, you hate answer. I don't hate answer. <laughs> I said he's got a really weird accent. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. No, <laughs> it's it's all fun games to all those who don't understand that. So okay, okay. If you don't have a favorite and YouTuber, do you have a favorite non and YouTuber? Nope. I could go here and promote my boyfriend's channel, but I'm not gonna gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna. He's got to grow himself. Uh, oh wait, I must I must say I didn't know you have a boyfriend. What do he say to you keeping ants? Oh well, he doesn't. Uh, well, he's fair. Like I am the guy in the relationship, and he's the girl, and he's actually quite squeamish about the ants and uh, afraid they're escaping and everything. So one time there was this intelligence working, uh, strolling around the hallway, and he was like, "Lynn, Lynn, there's an ant here, Lynn." <laughs> So I had to come and fix it and uh, find out in in every enclosure if, if uh, nothing escaped because he was... Yeah, that's just how it goes. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I must say, this is the uh, now the end of the first quick-firing round, round and the first, well, the end of the podcast. I must say, this, this quick-firing round was a lot more fun than I expected. So I, I was glad that... Uh, yeah, we, we got some you know, some funny answers. Um, but yeah, we have arrived to the end of this podcast. And I must say, around 15 minutes, a lot longer than I expected. Uh, do you have any final words, starting with uh, you, Sadie? Yeah, I've got a question for Lynn. If your boyfriend's scared of the creepy crawlies, you've sent me a picture with a very interesting animal on oh. you. <laughs> Does that not terrify him? He didn't know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> But yes, it would. If I would come running to him with that creature, oh, oh, he would, he would scream at me. He would yell at me. He would not like it at all. <laughs> what, what is that creature, if I may ask? I put one of the Halloween, uh, uh, Madagascar Halloween hissing roaches on my face. Very brave lady. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think that's that's a picture you have to see to really imagine it. They they're quite large, right? Yeah, they are. As, as, it was an adult male, and that's the same size as my thumb, actually. So. Uh, uh, but yeah, any, any final words from you then, Lynn? Mm, no, not really, actually. But uh, it was nice being here. It was an honor. I hope I hope it wasn't too uh, scary. Yeah. I'm still nervous. I'm still. I'm like adrenaline everywhere. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's all. It's all good fun. I remember when I had to interview Jordan. I was also like, I was really tripping, tripping. But it's, it's all. It's just a casual conversation here on the end. But, uh, and saying that, we have now reached the end of this podcast. So what we do here on the end part is we end in a bit of an awkward moment where you two get to say bye in and Holofer style, with some good high pitch manner. So, are you understanding in that now? Yeah, but you didn't tell me this before I agreed to do it. <laughs> no, no, that, that's 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 kind of the silent killer to just uh, to just show that we're all equal. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, if you don't want to go too high, you don't have to. Um, but yeah, thank you both for uh, joining this Antput episode eight. Now, hopefully. As I'm saying this, I don't have a plan for the next uh, podcast, but it may be with Ryan that nobody apparently knows about. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, 
60% of the uh, of the well, 60% of us who are here today uh, know Ryan, but uh, apparently that's not too much. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe it will be with Ryan and Anton Rock about bioactive setups. But yeah, with uh, let's go into the bio format, starting with uh, starting with Lin and then going to Sadie and then I'm ending it off. So you two say bye and then I say bye. Okay, are you two in on it? Yeah. Yep. Perfect. Starting with Lin. Bye. And Sadie. Okay. I I think that maybe I should have been on the men's chat because I don't think I can go high like you two. Alright, um oh. bye. Uh, nice nice and simple. And me in the end. Bye. <laughs>